Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Welcome, welcome, Birds fans, to episode 11 of Three Birds and a Pond. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Afia. I am joined by my friends Whip and John. Say hey, guys. Hey, hey. Happy New Year's. Yes, Happy New Year's. Thankfully, we are in 2021 and away from the hellfire of 2020, even though the dumpster fire of an eagle season was something we will not look back on with any level of fondness. Um, This show is entitled The Results Are In because we're going to really be going over the last uh, game, the State of the Union with Howie and Doug, and really just how we feel about the outcome of this season and what we think is going on with with the team. So as always, if you like what you're hearing, please hit that subscribe button, follow us, at three birds and a punt on twitter and really just um like subscribe comment you know we we really appreciate you guys uh sticking with us on our inaugural our first year of of three birds and a punt um as we go through this this time with you guys so let's get jump right into it boys i want to recap the game and how you guys felt about the last um what do you think the last two games have said about the eagles in general Um, I'm just glad the season over. <laughs> that's, that's that's what it say to me. Um, I, I, listen, <clears throat> Doug proved to me, showed me, showed all of you Eagles fans that he wasn't the coach to win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna fuck with nobody. Mm. Say, okay. okay. And why um, is that? Why? Because he had a whole year to show you what he can do. And what did he do without those other coaches? Nothing. He won four. Exactly. I don't even have to say no more. <laughs> it's like, look, man, I, I think it's a bad decision to bring that man back here, but a decision was made. And we're going to get into that topic later. But what both of these games showed me that we got bad, we got a bad coach. And I'm glad mm-hmm. the season is over. So, and hopefully, you know, uh, Beetlejuice can do something to try to get this shit rectified some type right. of way but that's how I see it right no I feel like I agree with you with like this game well honestly these last four games has shown me the that um, you tried to pin it all on one guy the QB right you tried to pin it all on Carson and we, we're gonna talk about what that decision has created and wrought for, for, the, for the organization but what 
these last couple games have showed you is you change this integral part of the operation and the results were still the same, okay? Um, because Jalen Hurts only had one really dynamic game where he was able to go out there and stun the, the opposite team. And for the most part, he was predictable, he was pedestrian, and he's everything that Doug Peterson is. Um, all the things that we thought about Doug, as he being fearless, as he being innovative, as he being creative, we didn't see that this, this season. We just saw a lot of more of the same. And any tricks that he pulled, he saved to the last game, which was absolutely completely and utterly meaningless. I mean, Greg Ward had a higher passing rating than the, the both starting quarterbacks in that game. Like, that just really tells me everything I need to know about how um, the Eagles saw the end of the season. <laughs> He damn sure did have a higher passer rating. He That's did. Sad. He did. <laughs> That's sad, man. Yo, that is sad. That is sad. For him, though, and, and- I saw him dismantle a, a top-flight team in college at, at quarterback. That boy's a the truth. Man. And well, guess what? Listen, but Greg Ward wasn't, wasn't drafted to play quarterback. Exactly. He should have been, though. He okay, should have been. They didn't give him a chance. Yeah, well, <laughs> they didn't but give that's him a the chance. thing, man. You know, could have, should have, would have. It, it didn't right. happen. You know, at, at, at the end of the day, everything goes back to one man and one man only, and that's fucking the Grand Jeffrey Wizard. Lord. That's right, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? yeah. It's kind of crazy to me. What, what really bothered me is before the game even commenced, or even before the Cowboys game commenced, we had already heard that Doug was like safe. And that really bothered me because earlier in the season, you was like, you walking out of practices in disgust and you didn't even show up to the Browns game Mm -hmm. because you were so pissed off about the outcome of this team. And then you turned around and before we even got to the game, Doug knew he was safe. So he had no real incentive to really go out there and do anything productive. So to me, it was just like, um, you aren't being honest with the fans and the last couple of games kind of showcase that. And honestly, I'm disgusted that we allowed the the Cowboys to put up 47 points on us yeah. when they couldn't even <laughs> the next week turn around and muster up like even 20 points against the Giants. Like that really is something that's going to stick in my crawl when I think about um, what could have happened at the end of this season um, because you, you took this team in a direction that you thought was going to lead us to the postseason and it didn't. It was predictable. Yet, it was predictable. It was if you think about it, they put band-aids over wounds that they should have just let heal. Um, they didn't address a lot of positions in, the all, in, in free agency. The draft was like you got two good players out of the whole draft and some good promising pieces for the future, but Oh, they didn't like corner. You didn't address any. You didn't get a corner. Dog. See, see, th- th- this is where this is where the conversation about this press conference that these two idiots had, man. Yes. That we got to definitely talk. Oh about. yeah, we definitely gonna get yeah. into. It. You'll have some extra time related to that uh, state of the union because I really feel like we're gonna. We, we there's a lot to parse there, but just in terms of the game, in terms of yeah. what you felt from the game, like I. You know, we were talking about earlier before we even got onto the podcast. Mm-hmm. We had been discussing what we felt about um, 
Jason Kelsey and a few weeks ago he had come out and he was been really passionate and was like listen the or the moment the organization starts setting its sights on the future and tells the guys in this locker room that they don't care about what's happening now that's the moment you lose the locker room yeah. now the Eagles waited until week 17 to you know showcase that to the whole world and people were mad <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> whatever people have to say but to the guys in the locker room when we're talking about the guys that are that are going to be there and have to sit in there and they crawl and think for how many more months that yo my coach and and this wasn't the only time Doug quit you could say quote unquote on the team we could talk about that Bengals game where he fought for the tie rather than the win I'm 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 gonna be honest with you yo I don't think this was Doug's decision. Okay. Okay. And all fingers point today to that nut ass press conference. I, right. This was this was not Doug's decision. So I give you I give you a prime example. This morning he was on uh, Angelo Cataldi in the morning team out here in Philly on mm-hmm. uh, ninety four WIP, and Doug said, "Man, I just can't wait to get off the phone with you." So basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's it's like it's like he already knew the Mike Tyson jabs was coming yep. from everywhere. You know yep. what I mean? So he can't sit back and be like, Well, how are you? And Jeff told me to do it. He can't do it. All right. Right. So, He's gonna lose all respect. Correct. So I'm I'm telling you, I don't think Doug did that maliciously. He was told to do that, to get the season the fuck over with. We're not going to have Jalen Hurts going in and ruin our draft pick. We're going to get this sixth draft pick, and we're going to do what we got to do. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm seeing a lot of flack on Doug Peterson today, even though he's an ass clown, or ass hat, I should call him. But I'm pretty sure, without a shadow of a doubt, he had no call on this. Honestly, you should be more upset with... Um with the the NFL schedulers. Oh, because yeah. For some dumbass the reason, they decided to put us on at 8 o'clock at night. Like, like, what did you think was going to happen? We were eliminated a week ago. Why? And, and before we even got to the game, all our big players have been ruled out with all these minor injuries. Like, if you had a stub toe, you weren't playing. So, what did you think was going to happen? If anything, you should be mad that the Redskins made this game so goddamn close. Okay? It really shouldn't yep. have been. Because Jalen Hurts honestly paid like shit. Notwithstanding his two running touchdowns, which were, were good, but that's not what we that's not what we drafted you for. Um, you know, so so to me it's like take that anger somewhere else. Like nobody nobody cares, nobody's concerned. We have so many other like holes. If anything, this entire season has shown that the team is bad. And there's not just one plug and play player will fix this team. We're thinking, oh, we're one wide receiver away. We're one cornerback away. Nope. We're nope. one defensive end away. That's a lot. You know what it is too? You know what what the, the biggest thing is? They predicted they didn't they didn't prepare for the injuries. They didn't prepare for the injuries. So you have your 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 depth guys now filling the role of starters and they can't sustain. Look at the offensive line. 14, 15 offensive line combinations. What the hell? They, they better get a better, what the, they better what get the a better. That's the most since like 1973. I was like, what? They, get, they gotta get a better 
they got to get a better medical staff. Area point blank. But but that you know what, Whip and John, that goes right back to my point. This is this isn't a new thing. Y'all acting. This isn't like we haven't sat here and talked about the injury bug hitting us since 2017. Yeah. Okay, and we've had this quote unquote next man up mentality, right? That's supposed to be the culture of the, the Eagles team is that we, we can get through all these injuries, but we just could not get through a de- deficit, not just an injury, but a deficit in talent. Okay, because the people that we were replacing, they weren't good enough. Um, replacement and that has to do with our talent evaluation that happens in the front office and that has to do with how we look at these asset allocations when we're when we're doing the draft you know um we're going to go into the press conference and there's a part that that Howie said that I want to focus on because it that what he said is exactly what played out this year and that's what pisses me off because you can tell our team had no real direction and when you set out a course one way and then you stop midway and go the other way you're you're often going to find yourself miserable and that's how we found ourselves as a as a as man all right all right yo so let's get into topic number two um i want to talk about the scapegoats for this season um we had that early report come out on was was it uh saturday morning that Jim Schwartz was planning on, I guess you could call it a sabbatical, right? It was so weird the way it came out. Like, he's, he is retiring. He's not retiring. He's had these minor surgeries that he kind of wants to take some time off for, but maybe he'll come back in a year. Like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are trying to do. But clearly, um, Jim Schwartz, I'm sorry, not Jim Schwartz, Jeff Lurie looked around and said, I don't want to fire Howie. That's my best friend. I don't want to be embarrassed by firing Doug. And he turns out to be good because he won me a Super Bowl. Um, the Cowboys put up 47 points on us. Jim, you're up. <laughs> it comes, like you said, it comes back to the talent evaluation. Really they didn't get corners. You need corners. You can't have them. Uh, they, better, they better draft like three corners, bro. For real. Man, listen, listen. I am okay with Jim Schwartz being gone. I, we I, need a breath of fresh air. We need it. Man, listen. I, I didn't like his defensive scheme. I never did. Okay, you guys keep forgetting, even though we won the Super Bowl, how many yards did the Patriots 505. Oh, my gosh. 505 passing yards. Exactly. 123 rushing yards. Super Bowl ever. And it was under his watchful eye. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Now, fuck it. It ain't no maybe. It is a good thing. Now, hopefully... I don't know about that. Bullshit. You know... Bullshit. This, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say to that. With, I agree with you 100% that, that Jim had to go. Okay. Right? Go ahead. I'm, I agree with you. I do not... I did not like the way that he set up his scheme, his defense. But mm-hmm. at the same time, what talent has Jim had to, to work with other than the line other than I, the line I, I there can was tell no you one you let you so let he did more with less you let Will Parks leave yep. and put Jalen Mills in true like true. seriously like here, here's the thing this dude played favoritism with play yeah he does True. Okay. Yeah, that, so that was definitely a bad it's like for you him. can't do that man and, and, and a, a lot of people not understand it this dude defensive scheme to me 
with 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 ass. Cover three or every down. Cover three, it's, it's, ten it's yards ass. off the line. You're like, what? How's Darius what? Slane playing off the line? So, what are you yes. doing? Correct. Let him play man out and let them try to beat you deep. That's why you have safety. Correct. Correct. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. And 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 and, and another thing is, you got to keep in mind there are real real defensive coordinators out yeah. there way mm-hmm. better than him that's looking for that opportunity and maybe maybe the Eagles may hit up on it this time. I think we have one in house real? I think we I have think, one in house I honestly think that yes exactly what John was going to say that we're probably going to be hiring in house like like that guy Matt Burke who runs the, the D-line he didn't come over here for no reason they don't have uh, Jeremiah <coughs> Washburn um, in the personnel department for no reason. You you feel me? Yeah. So so I a, a part of me feels like maybe this was always meant to happen because the um, J- not Jim um, um, Doug and Howie both got extensions to to 2023 or something like that. And, and Jim so so maybe it was always but, meant to be. But like look, that's that. the problem know. though, guys. Everything with this fucking team is in house. Go the fuck outside right. for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's sunny out there, goddammit. It is. It's a lot of very you know insular. We did that with Frank Wright. We did that with Frank Wright and John DeFlippo. And look how it turned I out. I don't look, look, man. Listen. Listen. It's time to go outside the boundaries, man. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm tired of it, man. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. After hearing that press conference today, I am my foot and my body is out the door on this fucking team. Right. I mean it. Now it's so funny to me that you that you were saying that this press conference is the last is is the motivator for you because yeah. I've been preaching I've been preaching that the only way that Jeff Laurie will actually do what's needed for the team is if we hit him where it hurts and that's in his wallet. Okay. Um, as fans, we shouldn't be participating in a bad product. I understand. Like this isn't this isn't like the Sixers, yep. right? Where we understood that we were going to go through some bad times in order to push a different process and agenda where you understood what the goal of the experience was going to be. Here in the Eagles, you have no idea and have no assurance whatsoever that things are going to get fixed, that things are going to be better, and that there's going to be any sense of improvement. Why? Because the top three decision makers who ruined this whole entire thing to begin with are still coming back and have seemed to have learned nothing whatsoever from their overall um, time. There's two things. And that's what really pisses me off about Jim. Even though I want Jim and I knew Jim had to go, that's what makes me upset about him being right now at this point as we speak, the only coordinator who's leaving because he was of a bad bunch, maybe like fifth on my list, sixth on my list, if I had to say, you know? Um, so so that's what really bothers me is that, like, like we're going to be like, oh, okay, the defensive needs are overhaul, which it does, and yet we'll still ignore the elephant in the room, which is that this team didn't score 30 points the entire season. Yep, and Doug's still fucking coaching. Yep. And he, he going to go right into another year and not running the fucking ball. Yep, but I, 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 right. I think there could be some there could be like four solid changes that could turn, that could help, that could help for the future. Number one, you got to bring in a defensive coordinator that that runs a combination of zone and man, more man than zone. And uh, they have Marquand Manuel from 
the Falcons, who actually ran the Falcons defense, was the defensive coordinator of the Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I and it is and played in the league. Mm-hmm. That dude is a that dude is a beast. But see now that's an in-house He's in-house hired. hired. We hired him this year. He's a good football mind. I think those guys. If you look at the sideline and the offense on the field, you see those defensive guys. They're attached to the hip to to Mark Wayne. I think it'd be the perfect mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Secondly, bringing an offensive coordinator to call the offense. That's <laughs> imperative. Uh, uh, absolutely. Doug has, good luck. Doug good has luck to relinquish that play bro. calling. Get it back to how we had it with Frank Wright, the football, and and Doug. They got it. They got it. I think that you can tell. You can tell that that there have been no concessions to the overall structure of the team when when Jeff decided to bring these guys back. Like how he was asked questions about John Dorsey's role or about him taking a step back when it comes to making final decisions with personnel. And he he basically he you know, tried to, to mealy mouth say that it was a group decision, but we all know where the book stops, you Correct. know. Um and the same thing with, with with Doug. He wants one voice with his offense. He wants to simplify things so it's only him um, um, being being heard in all these offensive rooms. That basically tells you that they're not going to be looking into you know um, establishing prominent voices outside of their own. And you know what we did during that Super Bowl year? Frank Wright, DeFlippo, and Doug, they all handled different scenarios on offense like third and short mm-hmm. second but and Doug long they handled they had plays just for those situations Doug is not going to allow that though that, it worked before I don't know why he got away yeah, from it it did I, I don't it did but his, his ego let me explain something to you this motherfucker wrote a book called Fairly oh yeah you think it's <laughs> okay. too big okay this dude he got too big for himself he, he just thinks that he that man now okay Listen, when you when you can have Sal Palatonio turn on your ass, <laughs> uh, all right, and talk shit about you, something wrong. Yeah. Okay, Doug right. Doug don't want to give up power, and, and and that's what I'm. Right. And this this is why I, I I cannot wait till we talk about these this two fucking press conferences, man. Right. No, I definitely do agree with that. There, in in him choosing um his offense over Carson. Um, and Benton Carson, I do think that that was very hubristic for of him to think that his offense it what was workable and that that the problem was the QB. And I think in the results, okay, we went one and three in this stretch. We were eliminated from the playoffs by the fucking Cowboys. Okay, you 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 managed to score zero points in the second half of two games. Okay, seven points in one half, six points in another half, which is bad football okay you you clearly see the same issues in your franchise quarterback and your backup quarterback who comes to pressing and hero ball and, and decision making all that stems from coaching all that points to coaching and so the fact that he comes gets to come back with um, an assurance that none of his power has changed or none of his responsibilities have changed is kind of infuriating as a fan because you what exactly is going to be to me it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Now, we've been dealing with Howie Roseman for 10 years now. We've been dealing with Doug for five years now. You could say all you want about, oh, he's given us three postseasons in five years, and you could say that's all good and well. But look at how it happened. 
look at look at what was going on at the time you you say it like that and it sounds nice and great to hear but then when you think about the fact that that multiple times the players drove drug the team into the playoffs and this time because the players weren't talented they could not overcome the scheme mm-hmm. to do it again i agree you're right 100 percent 100 percent and 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 another thing is like everybody talking about um doug you know need to you know relinquish the, the play calling listen man that man wants to go for it every opportunity he get on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you mm-hmm. think in your mind that he's going to let an offensive coach tell him what to do? Not happening. Absolutely now, not. In his mind, remember, he just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. He he be damned. You come in here and tell me what to do. I mean, look, this, this man had a whole year to get an offensive uh, offensive coach. What did he do? Refused. Okay. But yeah, he and he actually said to to put the onus on yeah. him to put the put the responsibility of the the efficacy of the offense on him. Well, guess what, bro? This was the most ineffective offense we've ever Correct. had. We didn't score thirty points, points all year at all. all year, yo, all year, <laughs> all year. We had the worst. So, we had the, we had that first place year. schedule, and I knew we couldn't hold up. <laughs> Once we saw that schedule, we were like, ooh. And it's just it just comes to show you that you know we're a bad team, and this gets us to our next topic that we are going to spend probably our most time talking about because we all saw the press conference, we all heard these motherfuckers try to come out here and explain this season. Um, I really felt like this was a a, a a press conference lacking in accountability, lacking in uh, responsibility, and lacking in honestly. Um, taking ownership for the shit season. So I really want to get into yes. it, but I know Whip, you yes, got a lot you I gotta do. say. So I, I, go I do. Thank you for handing the damn wine to me first. Listen, fucking Howie Roseman, man. Okay? First and foremost, I said to you guys a few minutes ago, my foot is out the door with this team. I'm not giving my nickel to this fucking organization no more. You know? I'm a fan because I've been a fan all my life. I was even questioning about my fandom. Okay, and that shit kind of bothered me because the shit is in my skin. Okay, (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right. But when I see Howie Roseman, he turns me. He turns me into the villain that I choose not to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I have to be because I seen what he has done to this team. Okay, so here one of these reporters, I think it was Les Bowen. I believe it was Les Bowen. Okay, he asked him a question about you know allowing somebody else to draft the players and the personnel department and you you heard it you heard it guys I'm pretty sure y'all did that dude went around that question so he, he strategized it to the point to where he basically told you without saying that's not gonna happen absolutely you, and, and it bothered me right it, it bothered me to the point that I threw my fucking phone, y'all. I did. I was mad. And I'm saying to myself, God damn it. Is there anybody on the face of this fucking earth, man, who can stop this dude from doing the damage that he's going to do to this team? It won't stop. It's not going to stop. Then 
you worry about then you listen to Doug Peterson and shit. They asked him something about Wentz, and he was real hesitant. And now you got Carson Wentz don't even want to fucking come here no more. He don't want to be here no more. Absolutely. Yeah, they ruined it. They fucked up. And and you know what's so crazy? Uh, when I don't no, mean to ahead, jump in ahead. on this, but I really I really feel like it, I have to I have to really say something that that really what really killed me was to hear. Uh, how we say, I regret the quarterback shit, factory yo. combat. Man, okay. if you don't fuck shut up. the fuck <laughs> Just like you regretted Dream Team, just like you regretted all the other um, um, self, self-prophesizing statements that you've made that have really come back to shit on these teams as, you, as you've been in this power position these last 10 years. And so I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself when I was, when I was listening to the press conference and they got it in really early. I, I, did you guys notice that? They was like, let's get us all yeah, in before noon yep. so that we can kind of like push off and not have to deal with this conversation uh-huh. no more. Um, there was, there was, there was something that, that was really interesting to me that Howie had said um, towards the beginning of this, this season, he had said that, um, our goal is to recognize that the Super Bowl window has closed and to turn towards this new window. Not where we're rebuilding, but we're going to recognize that we don't have the flexibility in the cap that we used to, and we're going to need the development of our young guys to kind of pull us through these next few years as we continue to try to compete for a title. That's what Howie said, okay? And he's supposed, and, and, and and he's supposed to be a, a money wizard? Right, right, exactly, right? But and he and because he was going off the idea that the cap would keep increasing because the cap had been increasing, so he was thinking that oh, this is our strategic five-year plan that's based off of these numbers, and they're going to keep going up. But then guess what? Guess what happened? The pandemic. And this is what the guy basically said. He said, due to the pandemic, we we switched we switched strategies from relying on our younger players and having them develop and recognizing that the season was going to have, you know, bumps in the road to recognizing that in a pandemic, we're the only team returning with the QB and the coach. So let's go all in on veterans again <laughs> so we can maximize this particular window in a, in a, in a pandemic. And did you see how that stupid thought yep. process blew up in their face so completely and utterly spectacularly that they alienated their franchise QB for no other reason than them needing to be the smartest well, that's what they do. That's how we rose them. That's how we rose them. This is the dude who chose fucking Jill and Rager over fucking Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. Who went on to have the yes. best wide receiver. Rookie wide receiver, thirteen hundred thirteen yards, seven touchdowns. Yeah, did you hear? Did you hear what he said today? He was like, "Well, yeah, you know, sometimes you know you gotta. Um, we sometimes you make mistakes, and and when you know that you 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 didn't pick the right player, but then you see how the other players you didn't pick wind up shining. That shit pissed. We're not gonna keep our head in right. the sand, yeah. right? Or he yeah. he also said some shit about how like BG, you know, like. We didn't have the the the, the best uh, thoughts about BG when yeah. he first was drafted, but as their 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 season their careers have gone on, you know things have changed. But it's like my guy, we're not here saying that Jalen Rager is is bad. Like the jury's still out on that. We're saying that two years in a row, your process to picking wide receivers has been so flawed. Mm-hmm. As to the people picked after them have gone on to have way more productive careers, not just once. 
but what actually excuse me three, three. seasons in a row because i remember shelton gibson um and he's out the league i remember fucking josh huff that motherfucker out the league so every every wide receiver howie roseman has drafted has flamed out man i tell you yo. do you do you guys remember okay, paul burner turner <laughs> yes and, and you know, but, but that's what i'm talking about john Every season, we have to rely on these 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 names that would never show up on any other roster because Howie is bad at the evaluation of impact players and his job. We've had Paul Turner. We've had um, what was that guy that was that was good with the punt returns and the, the Texans? Uh, the, oh yeah, up. DeAndre Thompson. Um, or Tom. Yeah, right. That guy. We had um, uh, Josh Huff. We had Shelton Gibson. We've had we've had Greg Ford. We had um, Deontay Burnett. Doral Green Beckham. Okay, all these practice. Right, uh, Bryce Treggs. This year, Bryce Treggs. All these practice squad players that 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 won't play anywhere else but the Philadelphia Eagles because we have no one else to rely on. That's on Howie. That's on that bad process. And this motherfucker has the nerve to say one bad moment shouldn't dictate the overall process. My guy, it's not just one bad moment. It's 10 years of a decaying process that has gotten worse and worse and worse. And once the cornerstone of the Eagles are left, when all the Andy Reid guys are gone, when you jettison Ertz, when Kelsey has retired, when Peters is gone, when Graham is gone... Who's the nucleus of this team? Who's going to come in and instill a culture of accountability, of work ethic, of being able to say, I am a Philadelphia Eagle. You think these young guys, these lazy ass young guys that we see out here are going to really represent the Philadelphia Eagles in any good way? I think, good yeah, you I think Barnett and, and Josh Wett are foundational pieces, but they can't stay healthy. Right. And, uh, Right, but also Barnett has that has that um, what do you call it? unsportsmanlike attitude sometimes, which which I don't think reads well when you're trying to build accountability of culture in your team. I don't want the young guys to look at what Derek Barnett does like every two or three games and think that that's acceptable. Yeah, you're right. And that's the same shit I'm saying when it comes to the tight end room. Okay, you're gonna jettison Earth. Do you really think Dallas Goddard is ready to be the man in the nope. tight end room? I I don't know. Yes to no. I, nope. I think in the middle. Nope. In the middle of the year, yes, he was like, he was there. No. Nope. And then he. Got- man, let's. Not, 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 not to cut you off, bro. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Zach Ertz needs to stay. He does. He does. Okay. Yes. They, I don't. I don't give a fuck what that weasel do. Okay, that man was crying at the press conference, and that hurt me. Yeah, crying, pouring his heart out. That broke my heart, man. That broke my heart. That broke my heart because if it wasn't for that motherfucker right there, we would not be crowned Super Bowl champions. Do you understand me, man? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Like, like here's the thing: if 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 I'm Jeffrey Lurie, okay, fuck Howie Roseman and fuck Doug. If I'm Jeffrey Lurie. I'm going to sit back tonight with my wife and I'm going to chill, put the covers on. It's a cold night out there. And I'm going to watch and I'm going to watch that that, that Super Bowl DVD. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Zach Ertz put the nail in the coffin mm-hmm. for, for the, for, for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And I'm going to say to myself, I mean, it, he going to say to himself, you know what, man? 
I awarded that fat fuck Jason Peters. Okay? I brung back BG. I awarded Alshon Jeffrey. Corey Clement. But I did not award Zach Ertz. Corey Clement. Correct. Like, right. Zach Ertz right. needs right. to be on this team next year. That You should not allow that Absolutely. man to be sitting there at a press conference on Eagles.com crying to the world how much he loves this team and the team don't love him back. That is flat out wrong. And that, and that right there is the thing that pisses me off this year. Is that this season more than ever, and, and I don't know if it comes from, you know, when you're losing, oh, yeah. all these issues get exposed, all these issues get fractured. You know, these these things tend to come up. And what 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 bothers me is that the last time this happened, the last two times this happened, I should say. When the when the locker room seems to be fractured and they seem to have have lost a sense of themselves, yep. the coaches went. Yep. Andy went. Chip went. This time around, we're like, okay, blame it on the pandemic. Let's keep Doug. Let's see what he can do. Just because he won a Super Bowl, listen, listen. I understand the goal is to win a Super Bowl at all times, and we don't want to go out of our way to just throw Doug out. But we do also have to recognize that he has fractured relationships with his players. The first one being your franchise QB, who reports came out, who who wants to be traded because his relationship with Doug is fractured beyond repair, right? Which comes from a breach of trust, which comes from being told, you don't have to look over your back this season, no one's going to bench you, Mm. and then being benched anyway, being put on as the scapegoat of a bad team that ended up not making the playoffs anyway. So at you the know end what? of the day, you know what, what you know what could have cured it all? If Doug just had an honest conversation with him, said, look, Carson, I'm going to sit you down. You're not playing the best football right now. I want you to take this time, just reflect. I'm going to I'm gonna put the young guy in, but you, this is your job for going forward. But you but you know what? You know, you know what? Absolutely. My head with you two guys is not thinking about Maybe Doug didn't have the power to do that. Y'all understand right. that? Maybe that's, 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 but, but, but here's but here's what bothers me. But here's what bothers me about that with they were so clearly trying to backtrack their decision making in that press conference. Because you didn't hear a word about Jalen Hurts. You didn't hear a word about um being excited about him continuing to grow in his potential, this, that, and the third. Everything came back to how can we make sure that Carson knows we want him and we we appreciate him, we value him, and we want to try to make it work with him. That tells me that you realize that Jalen Hurts is nothing more than a capable Or backup. Or they trying to drive the price up for Carson Wentz to trade him. Mm-hmm. That's another thing you got to keep in mind, That's too. True. Because they're, they're going to talk that shit for other coaches and other We're gonna people keep them. that got their air got their air to the street their hair about yep. Carson Wentz because people is going to be calling the Eagles. Oh yeah. Them, okay. So you got to you got to right. also keep in mind. So I, I I hear what y'all said about Doug and you're right. If I'm Carson, I don't trust the motherfucker either. But guess what? At the end of the day, it comes back to one motherfucker. Howie. That's Howie Rosen. I'm telling you. Listen. Absolutely. No, I I. But that's how Correct. it works, though. How we just stay behind and and create all these issues, but not be the one ultimately responsible for for what goes out on the field. And I understand if I'm if I'm Carson and I've been hearing my whole career how I'm married to Doug, and then Doug is gonna turn around and never once stick up. Not, okay, okay, you can't say never once, but but when it came down to it, didn't stick up for me. 
okay, decided to go all in on his thoughts on his offense, and it still shats a bed. And if I'm looking at, and if I'm Carson, I'm looking at the situation, I'm like, do I really trust that Doug can revive the career? But do you, but let me ask you this question. It's very difficult to say that. True, but let me ask you this question. How we know that the powers that be told Doug not to do that? It might might be uh, Jeffrey Lurie that did that shit. He's like, yo, you get what I'm He's like, yo, don't, I don't want you to say nothing. Just do your job. Don't say nothing. Play the young you guy over him. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But these conversations, these conversations need Correct. to be had because c- allegedly, reportedly, right? Because we don't, we haven't heard from Carson, not since he was benched. So we really ultimately don't know what he wants. But, but, but now conversation has to be had on how do we get back to a working relationship with our franchise? And, or, right, realistically, this is where we're at. We're either making it work with, with Carson or we're drafting a QB at six. They better not. And, and if you're not making it. Better not. I guarantee Man, don't you. Don't say that. I guarantee you mm-hmm. that if mm-hmm. they trade Carson, they, they're no, drafting they, a QB. Nope. They're not going nope. into the They better not. No, they better not. Because I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I don't believe that. Because as much as they 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 want to keep Carson but don't want to keep him, if that make any sense, and if they do trade him, you got to mm-hmm. keep in mind, if they trade him, they're going to get a pick for him, okay? A top pick, because that's why they try right. to sell him. So, so they won't need to right. draft a quarterback at six, because if they trade Carson, they're going to they're going to use that pick to grab another quarterback, okay? So here, here's, here's, here's the thing. Jalen Hurts was picked second round, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the four games that that little bastard played, he wasn't he was okay in the beginning but people started figuring him out but now they're going to look at it as okay now he's going to have a whole season to learn this system the right way we're going to put pieces around him if he is the franchise quarterback bro listen i'm telling you when mm-hmm. i i hear you and i and if i were thinking that the eagles were any type of smart I would agree with you, but they're not. They made a decision and they live to regret it. They don't, like, if you can see the way Doug took the the Saints game and then the way Doug took how Jalen played in the last three games, they are like, oh my God, what did we do? That is really their thought process. So why is he still the fuck, why is Howie Roseman still the fuck here? Because, because Jeffrey Lurie, Okay, is blind to the the real, and that's why it goes back to what you're saying when you say you got one foot out the door, yeah, and I'm with I you can't. on that 100. percent Like I am not prepared to participate <laughs> in a bad product, and it is it's bad all the way through because Jeffrey Lurie has continued to enable bad decision makers, and and Jeffrey Lurie somehow he's he he has this his this kumbaya image in his mind that if we just talk with people, right? And Carson's a very forgiving guy. He's a very Christian guy. You got this, you got that. But at the end of the day, everybody's got their pride. Everybody has their real human emotions. And everybody does feel a type of way when you, you for three to four seasons, you've had situations where you've undermined my status with the team. Not just with the city, but with my team. Okay? That's, that's hard to repair and Jeff Lurie somehow thinks that Howie and Doug can do it we're gonna see we're going to see and I think that ultimately 
what ends up happening will be a complete clusterfuck. Um, and that's why I don't plan to be a huge participant in the 2021 season because <laughs> I, I think it's going to be complete <laughs> shit. She said, I refuse to be a part of the 21 season. I'm <laughs> I'm with you on that, yo. Yeah. And, and that takes us into our last topic of the night, okay? The tank oh, reactions, God. guys. <laughs> um, I think I think I speak for all birds fans when I say that the Giants. Um, do you need a bib? Yeah. Do you need a pacifier? <laughs> How often do I need to change your diaper, yeah, Giants? Okay, because I've never heard the, the a more whiny team that only won six games yeah. in my life. Okay, you would have thought that we had. Killed their mother, strung her up in front of them, and like you know, did unspeakable things. <laughs> um, I don't give a fuck about the Giants, and you know, my whole <laughs> thing is, you know, I'm looking at Eli Manning posting on Twitter and and uh, what's the little fucker Golden Tate, all of these dudes, man, and I'm saying to myself, well. If you motherfuckers would have had your own destiny in your own hands and played the right, you know, right. and won more games, you wouldn't have to depend on your hated rivals to get you to fuck in. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah, handle, handle your, business. your business and so, you don't got to worry so about us. My reaction to it is good job, Doug. Good job, motherfucker. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing. Yes, only game I, you listen. Enjoy let me tell y'all something. Yo, y'all going to laugh your ass off, and I really mean this. So, I went in the I went into the kitchen, right? I got me some lemonade, and when I seen Subfield came out, I said, "Yes!" <laughs> I said, "I said, I said, "Hell yeah, man!" When I seen him throw that interception, I said, "That a boy, dog." Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. And man, I I loved it. I I don't give a fuck what no dumbass Eagle fans get dumb stupid fucks. Who caught feelings about it? Y'all some dummies, yo. Okay. But you know what's so funny? I didn't see not one Eagles fan in their feelings about about losing this game on purpose. The only people I saw mad was the yeah. national media. No, and I know. Ste- no, Steph. And it's like, bitch, Steph, I, don't I seen care. it was a dude. I ain't say I seen. I heard it was the man on the radio this morning when I was headed to work, fucking crying, yo. He was crying. <laughs> he was like, I've been an Eagle fan all my life. And oh, I heard him. 97.5, right? 97. I heard that. Like, no, no, no. Not 97.5. WIP. Oh, maybe he called 97. It's probably the same motherfucker. <laughs> but and I'm saying to myself, like, dude, I'm looking at the radio, right? I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, <laughs> it's yeah, not like, that dude, deep, bro. If you cared that much about a week seventeen game after we eliminated, you need help. You would you would thought he was R. Kelly on that interview. It's my life. He was (laughs) wrong. Yeah, I'm like, dude. If it's anything, you ass clown. You get a six round pick. A six round pick, yo. Yo, that's so f- yo. It's so funny how index and you know Sal Palantonio. Yeah, he's oh, this a is disgrace. I've never in my life used yeah. lost the Eagles stands for yeah, this. Yeah, shut up. Bitch, shut Sal, up. Sal, Sal, Sal keep jumping from team to team. One minute he all Philly, 
Next minute, he's New York. Next minute, he's New York Jets. Man, fuck you, Sal Palatonio. Okay? You're supposed to be a Philly dude. Man, fuck that dude. Well, I, I, I think I, he ha- his right. he can't be too opinionated, but it's it's obvious. Well, shit. He was opinionated. He was opinionated. He was the main one. He doesn't give anything to the discourse. Yeah, but like, I, honestly, I'm just tired of these old heads out here who who don't have their pulse to the like what's really going on in Eagles and Eagles fandom, yet continue to um, be considered the like the opinionators of our of our team of our fans. Because if you look at Eagles Twitter and you look at every, how the way everybody's feeling this this gloomy uh, uh, 2021 day, we're all like, yo. Jeff, this is bullshit. Fire Howie Roseman. Put some restrictions on Doug, and let's get this shit right. We are we are completely unhappy with the the results of this season and the way in which you tried to hold people accountable. The fact that you're going to run it all back and that you somehow have been convinced that a pandemic is a worthy excuse for for them having one idea of the season and then skirting to another idea of the season which completely ruined the season is it's just illogical to me you know they broke this shit i don't think that they're capable of fixing it and and you trusting them to fix it is going to just create a worse situation to clean up um when and inevitably and and to capitalize on what you just said you're right you're talking about them guys running the back you're talking about Doug Peterson. You're talking about a coach who refused to run a RB1 running back. Yep. Okay? This man yep. will not run Miles Sanders. So you brought him back to do the same shit again. Okay? Guess what, guys? Miles Sanders wasn't hurt uh, yesterday. Okay? Yeah. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Okay? So nope. here's the thing. You're going you gonna to have him sit out. All the way till next year, because we got a long season now, guys. And guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Everybody going to get hype about the Eagles, and they're going to try to get the team together. They're going to try to recreate 2017. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Not going to happen. Bullshit. 2017 exactly. was rising in a yeah. bottle, and we really need to yes. be realistic about it and look at what has wrought in this in this uh, time frame of Howie Roseman. Correct. He's mediocre. He doesn't know how to do anything other That's than right. be mediocre. If you expect anything else than mediocrity out of this upcoming season, then you're fooling yourself. Listen, I was where you guys were at one time, okay? Eagles fans, listen, if you hearing this, I was where you once were. I was the type of person who had been fooled by the milk Copa of 2017 Howie Roseman. I'm one of those people who, who got, was enamored with everything that led up to 2017, who saw us win a Super Bowl and thought to ourselves, you know what? We really are on an upward trajectory and we're onto something new. We're onto something different. Quote unquote, the new normal. I was fooled. So I'm going to sit here and say that it's me who had, who was hoodwinked, who was bamboozled, who was brought into the, to the sake oil salesman of Howie <laughs> Roseman in this Super Bowl era. I too can be admit that I was bamboozled and get help and get clean out of this shit, okay? Because you should not be happy with the results that you're seeing, and you should not think to yourself that Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson are going to be <laughs> Yo, able wait, to she, repair. She, she um, keep calling that motherfucker a snake salesman. <laughs> snake <laughs> Yes. I love it. And that's, that's exactly what he is. 
That's exactly what he, he is. is. He sells you this dream and he makes it sound so appealing and so appetizing that you're like, you know what? I really do think I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna go with you. You've convinced me. And then when the when the process is terrible and the results are terrible, and he comes back and says, you know what? We we he he uses the collective we. Do you do you see that? I've noticed that. Same and he'll thing. always yep. Push, push actions to others before drawing your own self. John, what do what do you think about the tank before we, you know, end the podcast? Um, I think it'll help our draft positioning, but if we got Howie drafting, it's gonna be a lost cause because you know he's gonna <laughs> pick he's gonna pick the center from Cal State Fullerton. You're like, who the hell yes! is that? Yo, John, I was just about to say that he's picking a center. He's a left tackle from North Texas. He he said he was all. He said today. Big big North Conference. Like, oh, this. He he said today he cannot miss on his draft. And and, and listen, listen, let me tell you something. Mm. You know, I don't fuck with that dude. I can't stand that bastard, okay? But I ain't never heard him say that. Never. You know what? I'm not gonna. The last time I heard him say that whip was when he took okay. right before he took Carson. That's why I think that if they can't get this shit back together with Carson, they're taking a QB because he knows that only a QB but, gives no, him a good lead. True, but guess what? Not I'm gonna it. tell you. You gotta keep in mind. Before they had this press conference today, they had their meeting with Lori. And I thought it was today. Okay, it's tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. No, it's well. Okay, well, it's tomorrow. Okay, cool. But I'm pretty sure they had a conversation be, before. I, I can yes, almost they guarantee had some type of you that Lori told him, you fucked up Justin Jefferson. You fucked up DK Metcalf. You fucked up all these draft picks. You better get this shit right. Because all these years that fucker been here, what, a decade? Longer than a decade? Mm-hmm. I have never... Okay. Yeah, the only time in charge. I heard him say that shit is when they drafted Carson. That's the only time. But right. but but when he said right. when he said that today, I said, "Damn, yeah, Lori, Lori on his ass about something." Because I ain't never heard that reason say that. See, you know what though? But he, but he, but they had to ask him a question yeah, about did. his job security. He was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm worried about my job security. That's out of my hands." So to me, that that just lets me know that he feels really really secure in his position as Jeff's right hand guy so so I don't I don't see that press conference as we are given a year extension and we really have to turn this around quick otherwise we're fucked up no I see this uh, press conference as we fucked up in trying to pivot back to our old strategy from our rebuilding strategy. This time, we're not going to make that same mistake. We're going to continue on with this idea that we re- that we're rebuilding. And if he's selling Jeff an idea that we're rebuilding, then Jeff's not going anywhere from these guys. Jeff is going to be understanding that the next couple of seasons aren't going to be the best because they have to rebuild from the terrible uh, three years that they yeah, just had off the Super right. Bowl. You know, and 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 what really pisses me off and what really believes me to think that Jeff is just going to continue to allow this 
things that happen is he hasn't come out and spoken. Nope. He hasn't reflected on the season. He hasn't come out and spoken to the reports that he didn't go to the Browns game, that he ran out of uh, practices upset. That What does he think about this whole Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz thing? You know, like, those are things that I want to hear from the owner, but who no, we ain't going hear next hear from him. So that just makes me feel like we- Howie is secure. And that's why, to Whip's point, I'm going to be auditioning different teams. I'm always, let me get it twisted. I am always, first and foremost, a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. However, does that mean that I don't support football? No, I, I support agree. football. I am going to be auditioning <laughs> other teams until my team gets well, their shit well, together. Well, I think I already on, on a side note, did you see that Benny the Butcher Bills? Yeah, yeah, so, I did see that. I, that joke was tight. Well, I, I know you are, you are a diehard Butcher fan, dude. I'm not. Yeah, I, that, I, for me, I already adopted the team, Steph. Green Bay Packers. Who's the team? <laughs> okay. That's right. I'm, I'm riding bro. with the Packers this year. Go all the way. I don't think KC can beat okay. them. But we... I'm in the Chiefs kingdom. There I'm, you go. I'm looking at the Chiefs. So, I like them. On that note, yeah, I, I love the tank and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, Birds fans. This has been episode 11 of Three Birds and a Punt. Again, if you liked what you heard, please hit that subscribe button. Follow us on at Three Birds and a Punt. You can follow me personally at Thank God It's Sophia. And guys, let them know where they can follow you on Twitter. John Monroe Jr. on Twitter. Everybody hates Whip, and I hope they really do. All right. And I would say go birds, but this whole season has been nothing but a dumpster fire. So yep, thank it's God. Over. You guys enjoy your New Year's. Happy um, New Year. Be blessed with it. And um see y'all on the next episode. Go Sixers. Sixers. We'll see you in the next episode.